Every woman claims not to wear revealing clothes for men, but to feel good about themselves. Until a friend of hers visits her matrimonial home, dressed to feel good about herself as well, and all of a sudden, she would claim she wants to steal her man. Men, most families actually pay more attention to raising their female child than raising their male child. So because of this, no, but because of it's actually causing that's why you a problem. But you guys, so I'm trying to tell you that look, even in that thing, outside that protection, there are other things that come with that protection that benefits the female child. And I feel even the male child will actually benefit from that. Actually. Oh my god, okay, see now. One thing women who have a lot of male friends are usually just in desperate need of attention. How would a woman who's in a relationship have male friends? Everything she needs, she um, she should have in you. <laughs> so do not date her unless she's willing to lose all her male friends. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Does your mom does your mom have male friends? My mother. Yeah, she does. It's an Asian type. <laughs> <laughs> Hello guys, welcome to Knowledge Transit Podcast for Men's Club. I am your host, O.E. Wilson. Today we are going to be talking about 16 lessons successful people have taught me over the years. Now, this is a thread from um, an American, this is a Twitter thread from an American model, YouTube star, Gia Marie McCool. She's famous for her outstanding skills and stunning looks. Social uh, media personality, social media personality, fitness modeling for various campaigns, magazines, television shows, and among many things, today we are going to be discussing this particular uh, thread she shared on Twitter, which I found to be very interesting and educative for both men and women. So we have uh, our uncle today as uh, Jemima and Dr. Jemima, you know already, we have Paul here with me as always, and we have a very interesting guest today. And he goes by the name Dr. Welly. <laughs> uh, I appreciate being invited today and I'm honored and I hope to add to, to some lights into this space. Yeah. So let's jump right into the topic of today. 16 lessons successful people have taught me over the years by Gia McCool. Okay, so Jemu, let's start with the first point. All right, welcome you guys on that podcast. So, um, yeah, it says most high performers aren't genetically gifted. They adopt a winner's mindset. And the topic is 16 lessons successful people have taught me over the years. Although I feel more accurate, it should be 16 lessons successful people will teach us today. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the first lesson is <clears throat> being hated is better than being invisible. If nobody knows who you are, that's a problem. So what do you guys think? Let's start. Eric, let's start with you. Being hated is better than being invisible. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> you know, I completely agree with this. I prefer to be hated. Well, you guys know me. I don't really care what people say like that. So, and then, um, if you look at success, one thing about life is that you're, you're either here or there. It's not good to be um, lukewarm. It's not good to be in the middle. People who stay in the middle of roads always get, get hit by cars. You know, so... It's better if you whatever thing you're promoting. The funny thing is that you may be promoting the right thing, but you'll be hated for promoting the right thing. Especially in this um, generation, we find ourselves in like you can be promoting. Let's say you're promoting, um, you're promoting 
um, marriage between male and female, right? Of course, it'd be hated by the LGBTQ plus community. So it doesn't matter. The point is, whatever thing you believe is right, whatever thing you're convinced that is the proper thing to be done, is good for you to promote it. And um, promote it with all your mind, with all your strength. Because the funny thing is, at the end of the day, you hear people say that um, you shouldn't blame, well, there is a way they say, but the thing is, you shouldn't blame bad people for the um, bad things that happen. You should rather blame those people who know the right thing but refuse to speak up for those right things to be done because they are the ones responsible for the degeneracy you are seeing today. So, yeah, and you did, is hated by um, a couple of people, of course. In fact, hates, funny enough, when you're hated, when you're hated, eh, you even become more popular than when you're loved. That's that is another thing about that. Like, hate has a way of spreading fame. I don't know, hate has a way of spreading, just as badness spread faster than goodness, but hate has a way of spreading fame. And he did at first, he said that's one of the, uh, he was most hated, you know. People started saying, okay, they started checking you out, what's up with this guy? And then when people, you know, looked at him critically, they started, okay, this guy is actually, say, he's actually telling the truth, um, although he may have, he's, uh, he may be rough around the edges, but yeah, most of the things he, he says are actually true, you know, if you ask him. So yeah, I believe it's better to be, it's better to be hated than to be invisible. If you're hated, you can be hated and still rich because you're visible, you're famous, but if you're if you're loved and you're you're invisible, you'll be broke and you even hate yourself. Okay. Alright, cool. Do you have any music? Okay, Oli, how about you? So for this point, I I I tend to look at it from two sides. From the positive side and from the negative side. So yeah, for for mind for mind educators in the in the positive side and in for the positive side, these successful people we should be looking in the sense that successful people are people that bring out a positive that change the society positively. We should not look at the negative thing because because being hated too can also make the world like there's what you call the cancellation culture. Edu being positive that is like teaching educating people or like masculinity bringing out um, real men about um, self-control, about discipline. Yes, some people will hate you for it and media will try to cancel you. Some governments will want to imprison you. But there are, are extremes. There are signs that you should not, you should not go to. Yeah? And, and, and that's, that's not what we're talking about. Being successful here yeah, means in the sense of material-wise, spiritual-wise, discipline-wise, that's, that's what we mean here. Yeah. So, we, like as um, Dr. O e has said, not standing on the first we should we should have a say and that say must be morally right thank you very much ready thanks you. oh dear so, <laughs> you'd rather not comment uh, i i i learned from their comment <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so the second lesson is the most successful people on average are married <laughs> your desire to provide for your family transcends your desire to be lazy and useless. All right. So, Wendy, would you want to go first? Comment on this. So, marriage. Marriage has two sides to this. Everything has two sides. Marriage. You could, you could lose focus if, if you are not in the right kind of relationship that is suited for you. There must be an understanding and there must be appropriate communication between the partner male and female the parts each each partner must support each other's needs as there must be no selfishness like it's is give and take so 
Yeah, and provide providing for your children and family. Yes, it's good. You have to you have to plan your time. You have to you have to share your time wisely. Allocate your time for different uh, so yeah, it's good. Because yeah, yeah. So um, I was wondering why Eric chose this topic, but I think this is one of the reasons. So <laughs> <laughs> let me elaborate on the point. Well, I is I would think that with a pinch of salt, but originally based on what marriage is, you know, this generation that has decided to, um, will I say shame marriage and um, make it look like um, a millennial thing, thing our parents did and it's no longer relevant in this time. I would say that that, that's, that's in view, the rate of divorce we see and all, all that we see happening in our generation in marriage is to say, that's with that in mind, I would say that marriage is one of the most powerful force on the planet because it's, it's, it does so much. It's two people coming together to become one, to achieve goals. If they have, if they discover their purpose and discovered where they are headed, and even though they are still in the process of discovery, this one comes in order to complement the other person. So most of the, the billionaires, before they became billionaires, they were married. For men especially, it helps to, if you're, if you're a focused man, it helps to weight of the structure. And that's why I tell my, I tell my friends, I don't see marrying early. And this is, this is another point. I don't see marrying early, although they are, it's subjective, but I don't see marrying early entirely as a disadvantage. Most times people want to become millionaires, want to have all the cars and houses because they want to get married. That shows their, their reason for getting married, their focus. Yes. Yes. I don't see marrying. Yes. No, I know. I'm saying what they say in society, like. Is the disadvantage you understand? We don't get married. Less, yes, the way it's seen, like uh, you have to make all the money, you have to be this. But for me, I see marriage as I'm, I'm finding someone that is going to be a grow with me, yes, going to be support to me, and I'll be a support to the person too. So it's like it's like a booster. I guess what I'm trying to say. So when I when I think about it, like I'll give an instance with my dad. My dad was just a regular guy, got a job, nine to five job, and and he got married. My mom, like when my mom came into my dad's life, my dad started building house. He didn't know he could do all those things. But just by the power of marrying someone um, who bought his vision, who could, who could not really keep the vision, who could empower the vision. So I see it as a very big asset. I see it as a very big asset to myself. You know, but in this generation, every man wants to run solo, achieve the highest climax. That also shows you the motive behind marriage, you understand? Yes, the motive is um, I want to be big so that uh, when I'm big, they will know I'm bigger. But the way we see it and where I see it, I'm a kingdom person. The way I see it, the way it was ordained to be, as long as I've discovered my purpose and I'm working, please, I'm not saying that you now get married without a job, and I'm working, and there's a steady, there's a, there's a sense of financial stability. I think it's a very big advantage for success. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Both you guys have said a lot. Well, um, I agree with this point though. You know, and we really don't know the value women add to us, especially even as having a female friend. You know, she adds so much. A female friend that loves you, that wants to support you, don't know how how much you know she contributes to you. And I think women usually do not appreciate this. Um, so they said most successful people on average are married. Well, true. It's just that the problem now is whenever we think of the most successful people now. 
we are thinking if i the person that comes into my head now you know we think in terms of wealth maybe um, Elon Musk and this other rich guys, but you dare consider that these people are divorced actually. So it's as if as if we contradict this point. But the point is at least they were married before they even got to that million. So women can actually amplify whatever thing you have your drive and everything. And it's not just the wife there. One thing about marriage is that once you get married and you give, it's begin to give birth, you begin to find that you get you begin to have this sense of responsibility. You no longer do certain things. You know, like Whiskey was saying one time that his biggest motivation is his son. That his son motivates him to a great extent. Because of that, he has chosen that there are certain things I will not be doing. If you watch Whiskey, he's a very calm guy. He used to post, you know, often on Twitter before, but after marriage and after giving birth, especially that, um, sorry, not married, but, you know, he's just like, Ronaldo and, just like, just like, Ronaldo and his girlfriend, but the way he is now, He's like he has doing building a family and he's so he seems to be so responsible. So he, he hardly post things again on social media. He had the year of visiting, but he's doing things yesterday. I think for Tedela he took he went to visit to Tedela. He didn't even post the picture. Tedela was the one who was I think Tedela yeah, was looking at the people on the comments and saying Tedela looked waited for whiskey to post it. He says it's like something is wrong with this guy. But Tedela had to post you know a picture of him and whiskey in his own apartment saying uh, whiskey came to see me in my London apartment and you know, so he no longer is now very careful of the things he posts online because there is this sense of responsibility that comes with marriage. It's not always um, like that for single guys. Not only. Once you know you have a son, you know that there is someone who looks up to you. And because of that, you try to limit certain things you do. Okay, so marriage, yeah, marriage adds greatly to to um, a man's focus. It helps a man to be more focused and all that. But the problem is this generation of, the generation of women now is as if... Their, their focus is no longer, you know, traditionally, when a woman comes to a man's like, you know, we want to like add value to the man, support the man's mission and all that. But currently, it's as if men and women are worrying. We don't even know what is going on today. So we now see, we, in fact, men these days are actually scared of marriage because once they go into marriage, what they are thinking is that when, when is this woman going to divorce me and they, they start devising schemes, you know, and way to circumvent any events where the woman tries to fight for um, divorce and all that. So men are really scared of marriage. That's why people have been wondering why is Ronaldo not yet married. Ronaldo is a billionaire in dollars. Once he, he gets married and this girl decides to divorce him for any reason, she's going with half a billion, <laughs> a billion dollars. So all these things are problem. In fact, the most one of the commonest um, reasons why men do not want to get married is because of divorce. So just imagine even um, this boxer Israel Adesanya who dated this girl for just a few years. Yeah, after the broke up, the girl is not demanding for half of his wealth, but that mm-hmm. she has contributed, and she has contributed so much. So that is just the problem with this generation. But but in general, marriage actually adds a lot to a man's life. All right, I think you guys have said it. Right. I don't think there's anything I should say, right? Anything what to add? To add what you say, you know, you mentioned Elon Musk. And Bill Gates, basically, yeah, I don't think that should even be included because other facts can make me divorce. He gets so the priority is that oh yeah, they actually did get married before they built. <laughs> yeah, okay, so then that's that. Okay, now the number third point. I mean number three points. Success isn't a linear journey; it's an exponential one. Most people quit because they can't see the progress they're making until much later. I think this is very correct. For what would you run this game? Yeah, this is very true. Um, is it's like if you want to understand life, you look at nature. Like everything has been trapped in nature. The laws and the principle of life have been trapped in nature. If you look at a seed, 
when you plant a seed in the ground the first day you come you pour water it doesn't grow you don't say anything you pour every day you're coming and you're pouring water you're putting manure you're doing all those things you're putting a lot of effort and you're not seeing this and a lot of people would talk about giving like um, when they say I, I used to give i used to give but i'm not saying i help people i do all that and they get discouraged why am i not seeing the results well it's not mmm you understand it's that's it's actually anything you want to achieve anything that is worthwhile in this life follows that same principle if it's working out you have to put in nobody if i tell people now that i work out nobody will believe me but one day shall my god will avenge for me so you know it's more like you have to put in that effort and you can't stop no matter how discouraging it may seem you can't stop it's so interesting the way life is where it's you you have to be resilient in order for you to actually succeed you have to put in the effort all those efforts something is happening it's, it's not entirely for waste you're learning something you're growing you're making mistakes and then you find yourself one day the good thing about success is that you don't have to work that hard all the rest of your life what happens is that you get to a certain point where you've your your effort and your hard work start speaking for you such that you don't have to put in the same amount of energy to get the same amount of results like people who made a million dollars say the first time they made a million dollars they worked very hard they did a lot of work and then they made a million dollar and it's like the next million dollar they made was easier than the first one you understand so is as as you keep going it gets better it doesn't get calmer you need still need to work but it gets better it gets you begin to see that yes it was worth it so i challenge us to do that what's our idea you like some focus so well so 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 far octopole has already mentioned a lot so the thing about quitting for example let, let's take this this school uh, this medical school as an example this school has this school has so we, we have we are very resilient so we have come thus far and and this and there's light at the end of the tunnel because we, we already need sources it just go just to take us a step further to cross that bridge yeah because i've seen there's a picture i saw on twitter the other day that's quitters that when they quit it just a minute step between that quitting and reaching the goal yeah and and tough people like see these situations like tough people go through these situations so for example this school like you get we're not we're not weak forced to have come this far and yeah yeah they said success is not in linear journey it's not straightforward it's not straight there are bombs along the road and there are there are booby, booby traps so you know and concerns to make progress so yeah. all right thank you guys so the fourth point is the biggest expense in your business is the information you don't have yes and i agree with that all right <laughs> okay yeah the biggest expense in your business is the information you don't have the unique thing that people say that what you don't know what you don't know you pay for what you know you get paid for so the thing is, if you open up a business, for instance, okay, you know, I do um, crypto trading. So I discovered that most of the, uh, most of what caused my early losses then was, was due to just ignorance. I lacked knowledge in certain things, certain um, strategies. And um, I mean, when it comes to what we call technical analysis, I lacked knowledge when it comes to technical analysis. So it made me lose a lot of money. So but now when I started, you know, learning from friends and certain um, people who are successful in the in trading i then stopped my the you know, amount of um, number of losses i i actually acquired um that I, I the number of losses 
I face, I see each time I trade because where I trade is I don't do daily trades, I trade in hours. So it's began to reduce. So I then started teaching people. Now there are certain people who do not know this thing that I know. So I started teaching them. And what happened is that I tell them that if you, if I must teach you this, you have to pay. And what, what happens, they pay me to learn all these things. And I'm not saying I know it all, but I'm still looking for, because sometimes I also make losses too. So I'm still looking for people who know these things that I don't know, who are not making so much losses. You know, there are some people who come up with um, a strategy called zero loss strategy. And then I remember one time it was trending zero loss strategy in crypto. They had to pay, people had to pay $200 to learn the um, zero loss strategy. And then I, then I was just making, you know, <laughs> I couldn't pay $200 for something because I was, while I was training, it wasn't even up to $200. So I had to wait. I was just willing to go back to back. And then later on, I got to know of the zero loss strategy. It worked for me for a couple of months before the um, strategy got um, bad. So that's just how life is. The more you know, the less you spend. The less you know, I mean, um, the more you know, the more money you make. The less you know, the le more you spend. That's just it. All right. Thank you so much. Paul, do you have something to say? Okay, the fifth point is attention. Attention is a new currency. It's more important than oil, Bitcoin, dollars, or real estate. Okay. <laughs> I agree with you. I feel like this is the way or this is how um, social media influencers work. Yeah. Because this is what I was watching to get. And basically, it just sells how, it basically explains how the more likes or the more followers you have on your social media accounts, that means the amount of attention you get. And if you get that much attention, then you can sell just about anything. Yeah. It's really, yeah, it's actually very valid points. Paul, yes? Um, yeah, so um, this is the point I'll be very much comfortable to talk about because um, we're in an attention based economy. In this economy, it's more like it doesn't matter what it is as long as you're consistent and you're pouring it out there and you and people are seeing it you you definitely get people that will buy the idea you know so a lot of things are tailored around attention like um real estate um real estate um i does that's the business i am in so that's what i understand i know that it's actually an attention-based um economy i attended a course on it and with my company and basically what they were telling us was that you have to get a large amount of attention you have to get people that are because if you don't you cannot you cannot make any serious headway in the business and please just to add to this you see what eric talked about cryptocurrency i feel like every young person in this generation should find a way to diversify you know you should not be hooked on one source of income or the nine to five um what they call it the 95 job i don't know how to put it you know but it's more like you have to find a way to um look for something that you can do and it's easier now right because we have youtube we have um, instagram we have facebook we have twitter although i don't like that app twitter for <laughs> personal reservations yeah i don't like that app twitter so it's more like but you have all this you have all these spaces where there are people there and then you'll be surprised you, the world is a global village right now the communication has happened in such a way that things are going around like something happening in russia can get to us today i have a friend in america he's always posted on his status people that are dying and i'm like is it 
this we just saw they just shot you know america there's this shooting crisis and, and it's always posting the footages of that and like the thing is giving me um 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 anxiety and um depression yeah i was like, i beg no they post before i block you but his problem in america is my problem now in nigeria if i'm not careful so it's more like your solution too can get anyway don't limit don't limit yourself don't limit yourself see don't limit yourself oh. Try, even if you fail, even if it's is a scam, as long as they, you know, there are a lot of these options that come up and they don't ask for money. You understand? They say, we have this cost. You can give it a shot and you'll be surprised that in the end of the day, you got, that's how I got, um, let me not even talk much about myself, but I'm trying to tell you that this is an attention-based economy. So how much attention are you getting? Are you getting me? And also, how much attention are you giving? You have to be very alert. Like, you have to look at things that are going on in the sphere of the internet and find out okay where can i focus myself you can't do everything right you can't put your don't fall into the pressure of, ah, everybody's doing this one let me go and do it no 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 just discover it. once you discover your own you'll see you have the passion the resilience to continue with it so i think this is a very true statement eric you that don't have attention you have to say something i love that We'll see what they said. They said attention is the new currency. It's more important than all Bitcoin dollars. The truth is that most people do they live on social media than real life. So if I find someone who has, let's say, at least even um, above 100k followers, I can literally pay to advertise whatever thing I do. I can pay to advertise my podcast. I can pay to advertise. In fact, anybody can pay just to advertise them. Attention, how did um, this person, what is his name now? Um, Simon Toka. And get his feeling. So, true attention from the video. He just made a, just made a video. Um, so I think carrying the video, and then the video also, I think he retweeted his social media and asked me to follow. And then that created the attention. People started calling Torega, Torega, and who, the guy became, I think we got um, almost a million followers um, on his, if not more than that, on his IG page. Yeah. So, because of that, now, they now regard him as an influencer. This was someone who was just doing regular video funny videos and all that they now regard him as an as the top influencer and that lp guy so yeah that lp guy too so just whatever thing you do it's got to the point where i think just doing um covid 19 break we are just at one people are just getting famous for stupid reason yeah like what is really going on my other brother was saying god let's look for a way to blow we can't just be watching because literally everybody was just blowing up like you see people carrying coffee they are blowing up you know different people you know, getting famous unnecessary and for guy that for unnecessary the most the richest TikTok you can't you can't believe you don't know he's that that guy all he does is he just he was very he lost his job because of COVID all he does is when he sees something they do something all these people that like this yeah you don't like this yes like you just try to point at it and tell you what's the point of doing it you not only the most fans that mean no, it's from is it Senegal or yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's you know, it was it was Mumpo. Is it you know so popular. So people are just getting popular and famous. When doing just stupid things, you can just come out and say and then Udumeje came up to what was he doing? He was just saying, I am the boss keeper who says yeah. I am this, I am liar, that then all those for it is at the point we are just thinking of the worst thing we can do to get us know because let me say something nice. That's why the point is that they may hate you, but the point is that you're getting famous and then people are going to, brands are going to come for you in the field, whatever you're doing relates to. See what's happened now. Recently, you know, the video, people have been coming out to see the video got me present. Someone was saying the best time for some um, condom countries to come and <laughs> use the video as their brand ambassador. <laughs> so it was crazy. 
So the thing is that once you just gain attention, you become famous and you begin to attract money. That's it's as simple as that. And you Tate and his brother Tristan they just got sued suit for human trafficking. What's the whole idea? Those after all those big words in the um fire case or whatever, they said the something is just that they feel these guys who are going to this that is um five years ago so they were already hundred million dollars. So they are now saying that these people who are already hundred million dollars just uh, a year ago they started human trafficking now. How would be they doing that? They will just call uh, organize a group of girls, them to do TikTok videos and then use them to open only fans account and then um people would then of course as people are watching they will be getting paid and be giving the girls little penny from so as simple as well I can't believe if if these people go in government and think someone can become a millionaire just through making YouTube videos of uh, girls, uh, naked girls, and then posting OnlyFans and all that. Then imagine that's just attention. Now. So that's to tell you that was just to give you an idea of how much attention you know can be due to someone. So yeah, attention, my dear, is the new currency. It's new Although I don't believe it's more important than Bitcoin. <laughs> but yeah, attention, attention. Okay, actually, attention can give you Bitcoin. Shall attention can shall give you Bitcoin. Attention shall. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't think me. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think it's better than anything in measure here. Yeah. Or uh, the truth is, the truth is, this attention is good. But you know, there are a lot of wealthy people. It's very good. It's not real estate, No, 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 no. Like, like, no, no, What I'm saying is, like, yes, it is good. But I don't think it's more. Is what did they say? It's better. It's better. <laughs> See, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to agree. <laughs> Right. So the six points, real learning, yeah, real learning is done by taking action. Everything you learn in school, in books, and on the internet is theoretical knowledge. That's practically true. That's that's first to me. First. Yeah. Only defines itself. Yeah. It's it's main it's mainly application. And and me for for an for an early level, I'd I'd always I'd always, like even the book self. I'd I'd never like cramming. For example, I'd I'd always feel on like applying this thing, like how that and 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 there's our advanced countries, the the countries that we call developed. That's how they go. They look at these things and how do they profile solutions to solve daily problems? You see, you see all these inventions that are going on. Like with each passing age, there are new things coming up in technology. Technology is, is rapidly growing fast now. It's in, in just in the blink of an eye, everything is going fast. So. I've, there was a video I even saw on TikTok self. That's what they, what they teach. In fact, one thing they don't teach in school, they don't teach you how to make money. In school. They don't they don't they don't teach you that. Gee. They don't teach you that. that. And that's why business schools have had to open up separate from the normal curriculum, you know, in university that is stringent. Yeah, so change. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Paul. Which I totally agree with the points. Um, you know, one thing about learning, I'm so scared of learning too much and applying very little because sometimes while you're learning, there is this feeling, you begin to have this pseudo feeling that, let's say you're acquiring knowledge on how to make money, then you start feeling that you've already made it in life. You know, so that thing can lead to inner commerce. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you posted something like, see what he said, let me just read it. And I think by his telegram page, I was, see what he said, he said, reading books is for middle brain losers. It's brain masturbation, bullshit, cowardice. <laughs> that I'm learning, like I'm learning so much without risk. You learn, you learn nothing. Winners act, um, losers read. So basically, what is that to say? Wow. <laughs> if you have to do that, you know, I agree with that. 
<laughs> so basically, what you're just trying to point, you're just trying to, you know, what you do. Yeah, one thing about giving attention is that you have to exaggerate your points because that's how this social media is getting um, attention. And like, if they want you to sound, and if they that's they call it, there's a term they call like bloggers, for instance. What if they bring a, a post for you to read? The heading of the post would be an actual exaggeration of the actual post. You get so they just do that to capture. I think there is a name they call it. They do that to just capture your attention. So when you read it now, so that you can drag me to read it. So basically, what is a click? Yeah, something like that. So it's a click bit. So you just um, what is just trying to say. And one thing about Andrew is that he exaggerates his point so that you know how important this thing is. But actually, if you look at it, you can say, ah, is it, is it like you can just take if you take it literally because it says losers read that is this so anybody that read now is a loser so it's bad to read and you will be mistaken and that's what the point is trying to make actually because he also reads this is a guy who says that he has apps on his phone that every single day he learns new world no and you did it's very eloquent he said every single day he learns new world. so all these things you see him speaking he's not he didn't just although he was born um in maybe uk or so but he improved on himself so he was always reading so so the, um, the fact that he says Users read doesn't mean that if you read you, you're just trying to emphasize the point that every little knowledge you have, you have to act upon it. And that is what this point number six is also saying that real learning is done by taking action. Everything when I learned Bitcoin, it took me one year to start practice. And I saw that I you know I read the same way on the PDF slide, I read them. And when I said practice, I, I sometimes I have to go back, you know, so it's going in fact, I have to look for someone to like put me through. So you discover that actually doing the main things actually different from. The practical thing like that. so it's okay to read yeah but when you read try as and i'm so scared of knowing too much and applying it because it can be very frustrating when you know when you know too much but you do little you now be imagine things um you, you've done compared to things you could have done you feel so frustrated and this is a tragic experience so yeah i agree with the points all right the seventh point it says give more than you receive the law of reciprocation is powerful oh. why do you think restaurants give means before the bill People pay more. Well, I I was very interested. I was reading just they talked about business school. In you know, all of these um, business schools in the US, they post their some of their lectures online. So I was watching one of them yesterday, and they were talking about a lot of reciprocity, which they talk about these restaurants do, like where you say okay, they give them a gift package or a gift um um idea, or gift package or something, and then. You don't need to buy our product, but just take it, you know, for being a person. You understand? And then they now advertise the product. And the research has showed that people were more likely to get interested in the product than even when you say, if you buy this product, we'll give you this. You understand what I'm trying to say? So it was cheap. It was effective. And so reciprocity is very important. I have always believed in this. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I believe the Bible is the most important strategic business manual in the world right now because then you read now when i begin to look at it, I say, okay why that is why it said what it said you have to because that is the way it works in this way if someone said billionaires lose millions that is either they give or they put it in things millionaires lose thousands only poor men lose nothing <laughs> that's just the truth that's the reality if you ask a poor man do this give money for this is a I don't have it. Yeah, I've said it through. I'm not dissing anybody. You know what I'm saying? But it's more like you have to be willing to, to give. 
invest in relationship. Me, I don't believe money is the number one thing. No. Personally, I don't believe that. Invest in, I invest in relationship. I believe so much in relation. I believe so much in people such that I know that not not I'm not talking of only emotional relationships. I'm talking about relationships that have future. You understand what I'm trying to say? When it comes to these things, if you want to be successful, you have to be able to you have to learn to give and give strategically because in the end of the day, it's going to return back to you. That's as I said, cast your bread upon the waters, it's going to return back to you. Yeah. Oh. All right, so eight point. Thank you very much for the eight point is a license exam. Reading books makes you feel smart. Taking action makes you feel dumb. Guess which one is better? Which one is the better teacher? <laughs> it's similar to what I just said. Yeah. Oh my God. Just emphasizing the point, the earlier point. Reading books. Makes you feel smart. And I also say something like this is the view that you have that since I've read this thing. And it also happens with exams. You know? That is why most people, their style of reading during, their style of reading before exam is that they will actually um, read, after reading, then they will then write what they read to see how much they can remember. So that, so when um, they see the question paper, it's easier for them to recall. So it's actually very true. If you, it's not, when you read, there is this pseudo feeling of um, accomplishment and it leads to inaction when you don't take action immediately it leads to inaction when you know too much as in fact people are um, some people say that um highly intellectual people actually are very um unsuccessful people because or average people because of inaction like they overanalyze to inaction so these people are they are highly intellectual so because of that if they say okay go into real estate tell them to just you know make a little analysis they will make analysis to get to even the end to see how it's going to be and because of that you start thinking about the obstacles okay the master asking yourself am i prepared to oh, take this to embed um, this am i prepared to face this and all that because of that they just give up on it so um as that is why uh, i'm sorry that's a challenge for we docs also because we deal with risks like every day doctors and engineers i saw it somewhere so doctors basically they have to overanalyze you have to be careful because you're dealing with diseases so you have to overly careful you have to there's a standard procedure right and you have, another thing you have to there's nothing like improvising if you look at it in medicine you, you know, there are standard practices right no no the good thing is here we have our because our system is filled if we don't if we if we don't do what we are doing and that's it necessity is mode of invention we've invented tonicky right if you invented all guys my point is like we have to abide by the books, you know, abide by the... So, so. Funny enough, when I read all these books, I see all these um, Gibson's, Sutro, uh, what's in this word? All these different things. And you realize, these things were actually people do. They just tried it out and then it worked and they used their name. So, adding to what they said, you actually have to take action. But, in defense to reading, because I like reading, the truth is that reading makes you educated i guess in me and not, not a lot of reading academic books alone like when you read you you don't just it's not just about being smart it's about being ed what is education education is learning how to think that's what education is though. people don't know how a lot of people don't know how to think being able to think and thinking is deeper than just what we like it today let me think no 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 thinking is what has made the world what it is do you know that in the time of aristotle there were people called great thinkers that's their occupation i is a thinker he just only is to think 
and you what they thought about is what shaped the world if you do not know the world we are living today exactly thought about them because those i and there is nothing you understand i can assure you that there is nothing you're seeing today from any movement you're seeing that does not have a trail back to history so reading broadens your mind it helps you it, it makes you a good argumentator everybody has a point you know but when you read you may be saying the right thing let me say that i'm always challenged when i talk with eric and eric we can we can get into you know eric reads a lot too so we can get into very heated arguments but do you know that even when i feel eric is wrong what what makes me challenged arguing with him is that how much of it can i prove so after the conversation i'll be like even if he's wrong what is the proof that he's wrong do you understand how much do i know how can i convince him that this my point is correct that means i don't know enough that means i don't even know enough to be making this argument even if i think this person is is, is not correct do you understand what I'm saying? so thinking helps you to like reading is very important it's important it's not just reading academic books you know to have a career reading is a very important thing it it makes you it makes you analytical it makes you as i said it broadens your mind it broadens the horizon of your of of your imagination and it can also make you do something and discover problems in the world and discover the solution all right thank you so much okay so the next point is if you're not experiencing imposter syndrome, you're not going out of your comfort zone enough. What do you, what do you think about that? It's not. This, this, yeah, yeah. So this, this, this could be a mental. And and if if you're not careful, what one could develop uh, inferiority complex. That's why you you need you need to build a, a sense of self confidence and self value. Now, you're not going out of your comfort zone. Of course, we have already said previously in the previous points that you have to take risks, you have to invest. But it's in about this. Is the, the most important thing on, on me for a personal level is that I should just avoid overthinking or avoid being a yes man or pleasing people. That's, that's the most important thing here. And yeah, the comfort zone, when, when, when we leave these settlements where in these um, environments, we... we 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 have we we have a lot to explore in the outside world, and and all of us are planning big things. We have goals that we have written down and set to achieve. Yeah, so very important not to allow these wheels down. And this imposter syndrome thing, I feel like actually they are actually you look at it, they are correct. That means they are trying to say that if you're not doing enough for you to feel that ah, should I even be doing this? Do I deserve to even own this guy? Like no, funny enough, this reminds me of something that happened in my roommates. Okay, one of my roommates there, and so years ago, I was doing, what was that, I was writing, okay, I had, a, I had a website, a blog, actually. So I was posting things on relationship, writing articles about, writing articles about pornography and all this stuff. So, my roommate looked at me one day, I said, just, when each time he looked at me, I know there is something like that, but sometimes he won't say, so one day he just got provoked after I he said, why do you feel you are right? And... Why do you feel you should be the one doing this thing you're doing? So, for the first time, I was black. I didn't know how to respond. But I was shocked that Zor can actually think like that. Of this, like I said, okay, how do you think? How do I think I'm right? How do I know that I'm right? Okay, well, um, how do I, why do I feel I'm the right person who should be saying this? And why should I be saying? Say Jesus. So, 
wait, wait, wait. I was confused because I've never really asked myself that question. Like sometimes I just come out and say things I'm so convinced of. But it's just trying to make me feel like why should most things be you saying this thing? Do you think you deserve to be the one saying this? So I said, Well, that's to show you how low people think of themselves because you feel like you're not enough to contribute to the world. You know, just like in time I wrote that thing about um placebo and I pasted he thinks oh, in <laughs> so that people miss the rules. So the old school to people. So you know I was saying that why do you feel you have the power and people should actually read your words? Wow, so people can actually think like like you're not some shit. That's a boss that should have when I do that. I tell you know what? I just looked at you and said, I will answer you one day. The problem is that I don't have an answer for you, but I know I will answer you one day. I will have an answer someday. So, because I didn't want to, I would have said something, but I didn't want to answer something that won't make sense. I don't look at it and say, wow, yeah, I've never heard of this fashion. Like, nobody has said this to me before. So, I said, and as well, that's to show you how much people think low of themselves. So, in fact, the other thing, sometimes I just get, I get depressed thinking that I'm not even doing enough. So, even not to talk of, sometimes, yeah, and sometimes to, yeah, um, this imposter syndrome thing, I feel, well, I feel if I, uh, the reason why I'm not even having it is because, um, the, the only time I had, the reason I'm not having it is because I'm seeing people who are doing too much. You know, this imposter syndrome has to do with you, um, doing, when you do something great, then begin to doubt yourself if you're actually deserving of this thing you're doing, and then you won't even want to receive accolade for what you're doing. Okay, so, when I, when I see people, you know, when I follow, the that I actually follow great people, and I don't try to, like, see myself as, small i don't try i try to put myself on their level on the same level with them because how old was um you know sometimes when i start thinking of my i then begin to i then move to say i beg no don't shit even though how old was he when he became uh when he became maybe when he bought his rema bought rema bought his mom i think a lamborghini or something um range over when he was yet a, a popular musician when he was just doing freestyle on ig you know people have been doing great things so initially i was there i said ah and um, I have created a, a website. I mean, this website with Bluehost and Bluehost was like top hosting um, platform for websites. So I was now trying to, I said, I don't even know that I said, look, I think people have done, I said, advice, people have done better things. And people, I said, tell myself, this is what people have. So that is actually what makes me um, not to have imposter, imposter syndrome. So I try to also follow great achievers. I follow great achievers. I follow people. If I see anybody, anyone who says I'll just begin to follow them. And I consider them my friends. I read their book. And I saw, People, when I looked at the life of my girl, he got married at the age of 24. Can you imagine? My girl got married at the age of 24. So, why should I feel now? And this time I learn about relationship, I learn about family. People say, You're too small. I say, What are you saying? I'm already 24. And my age mate got married at the age of 24. And he had a, a child in marriage. And you're telling me I shouldn't be reading relationship because I'm too small to talk about marriage. This is the guy literally got married at 24. He um, had children, trained them very well, and all that. So, and then at before the age of 30 or something, he got a private jet. So why should I have imposter syndrome? I mean, when so you only have this when you begin to find small people around you. You begin to have this when you have small people around you. But when you have when you have uh, when you have people who dream big, who think big around you, it's actually difficult for you to feel this way. It's actually difficult for you to feel that what you're doing is not enough. So I think a way to overcome this is that always associate to yourself with people who are doing more, always follow people who are doing great things because if you are around small achievers, you may be feeling that, ah, oh, I'm listening to the thing I'm doing, receiving too much from myself. And because of that, we actually end up realizing that you really don't know to know.
Yeah, I feel like for me, why I won't really have imposter syndrome is because of Eric. Because, I mean, <laughs> you see all he said about it. I can't. You can't. You can't be around this person. I have low self-esteem. You have to. Because he doesn't even be really like. What's in this boy? What is saying be? You know what I'm saying? But you see, this is mentality. Whether you like it or not. This is actually what all these great people you listen to. That's how they started talking. You understand? Where they were young, where they were young. We're like, ah, you look at them as a which kind of one being is this? You understand? Like he gave me an instance of Mazuru when he's talking, he said, I'll buy a private jet. Like when companies were struggling to buy private jets. That's where he now and he's not like in it's just like in this our level. Yeah. So you buy. So I feel like for me, imposter syndrome, I had it once and it, it was at the right time. Because that was the day um, um, Mary, this woman, Odinese's daughter, yes, came to school and she talked about it. And it was, it was like, I was so scared. I felt like I wasn't enough. I couldn't read. I don't know what was happening. I just felt like, Jesus, this thing is... Because I just come out from um, a five point in my year one. So it's more like, when I started, the lecture started, I was like, am I this good? What if... What if now they will see that I'm really not that good? <laughs> so I was feeling that way. And then when she talked about it and she told me that, okay, this is, is normal. You see it in medical school. And sometimes too, I won't lie. Like sometimes when I finish preaching in church and everybody's like, wow, Paul, that was such an amazing message. I'll go back and be like, Jesus, watching this thing is not true. You know, it just comes, it comes once in a while in my mind. But then thankfully, thank God for Eric. <laughs> Even if I have it, I'll just pretend. When he talk about his you say, So you Paul, what what of you now? No, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> you know, it's a very it's a very it's helpful though. Even when even when we quarrel, you understand, even when me and Eric quarrel, I'm still challenged because I'm like, no, 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 this guy, I don't feel this guy, I don't feel this guy don't feel my back. You know, it's a very healthy, healthy, healthy relationship. Yes, are very are very important. Because you you know that is striving to be successful so i know it's inside me and i know that if i slack i won't even pretend i will not be happy if i slack and my friend you know is there <laughs> i was like you like talking about moving with siren that whenever he's moving once you get to the age of 30 you always moving with siren and all that with convoy so each time if i didn't see him moving working sometimes when, he come, when he's coming home the way we know that this guy is coming home, like, you know what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> like he got so serious, you had to call the family. Are you mad? <laughs> he said, Can I call him? So one day I was now telling him that you were like talking big. I told you that me, I, I won't even be using um, company, I'll be using, I'll be using um, jet. I don't know what this boy said to me. That, oh, that's good. That, that he's planning that his jets will have convoy. <laughs> jets convoy. <laughs> if I said, Jesus, I used to say this before we close. In 2020, I organized a pastor's conference. Now, hear what I'm saying, pastors. General Vasias came to the conference. Pastors came, leaders, church leaders came to the conference. A lot of my friends that, you know, me, 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 say, and then, I, you know, Eric's my friend. As I put him, he was our, our, um, the guest speaker for the meeting. We're supposed to talk about the kingdom of God. So, he was like the special guest of honor. So, he's not a pastor. <laughs> Are you a pastor? <laughs> he has not gone to Bible. He has, okay, has gone to Bible school, but he has not gone to. These are people who have gone to um, all this pastoral school and all that, uh, you know. And it's like when they came, they were like, "Who is this Eric?" Because all of them, they were like, 
looking forward to this person I'm supposed to be. And the young man did not disappoint. When you know that when Eric came, first of all, someone told me, Sir, the man of God is here. And I said, Who is that? Not the Eric. He <laughs> passed the back and come. This guy went, and you know, the church is in Jerry. As I came, I saw, and Chinedu was coming behind His mom was with a Ford Explorer. So it's like, I just saw two, like a convoy. One nice black car, sedan car, and a car behind. Hey, the brother just came out. The two, his elder brother was driving. Hey, he just came out of the car, which is, that is populative. The one was holding his, his tablet. I said, you don't go home, brother. <laughs> you know, he didn't Came into the place, just sat down, made himself at home, sat in the in the in the honorary seat. My father, who is the owner of the church, came and sat at the back because when he saw him, he said, No, 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 okay. And I need to learn. You understand what I'm trying to say? So this life, first way to end, I want to just say this. You have to believe in yourself. Even if people don't like you, people don't believe in you. Me, I used to I used to think everybody has to like me first. I just realized that this life, no matter what you do, even Jesus they did everybody did not like him. See, even if you are wrong, believe in yourself. You get it right. Eh? Let it be that you, f- even if uh, yes, you fail with your full chest, because don't wait for people's approval, people to tell you, oh, you are doing the wrong thing. What men that are talking? What have they done? Obviously, when you're trying to do something that people have not done, they are always going to castigate. And please, if you want to be a successful person, don't castigate successful people. Don't no, no matter where the success is going, even if the person is lower than you, honor them. Honor they are. One of people who are successful, I remember that time where one of our colleagues got, went in GS3, they went to represent our school in math competition in Abuja and I was, I was not doing very well in math then, I remember. And that time I used to want to be in their group, but ah, you know now they are the smart, you know at this secondary school, Orishi wish it is. Uh, so that day when they went, I said, what would I do? I went to the talk shop and I bought all of them. I said, you should take me. They were planning. I said, ah, Paul, thank you, you know. But look at, before I left that school, I, the number of companies I represented that school, I can't even count, you understand? So I'm trying to say that just an example. Believe in yourself and don't castigate successful people. Believe in yourself. Wake up every day. Talk to yourself. Sometimes I look at myself in the mirror. I tell myself, see, you are the next big thing that is about to happen. You are the, if you die now, this world is in trouble. I tell myself things like that. If I die now, and I believe it too. This world is, is in big trouble. Because I can't imagine this whole problem the world is. I'm the one who came to fix it. Nigeria needs me. You understand? I say all those kind of things to myself. I'm not in Eric's level yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting <laughs> But you know, that's it. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Wells, uh, um, for coming. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Jeremy. We are going to be having um, 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 an episode, uh, a second episode. That is episode two. So we hope that we'll see you guys in there yeah. next week. Love you guys. Yeah. You're such a good uncle. Jeremy. <laughs> You will